0: Welcome back to the Thriving Thursdays podcast. Um, Today we have a very special guest with us, and his name is Bryson Bates. He is a wonderful friend of mine who has just entered into the music era, specifically creating faith-based funk music, as I would classify. Um, And he has recently just released um, an album called Twisted Paragons. And um, I will go ahead and give him a quick second to introduce himself to you guys, and you guys can familiarize yourselves with him a little bit um, before we dive in to his music.
1: Yeah, uh, Bryson Bates, man. I'm from Amarillo, Texas, Uh, but I've lived in Sherman longer. Uh, Musically, faith-based funk. That's a a first. Is
0: that how you would classify it? I mean, I just took a stretch. That's the vibes I get from it, but I don't know if that's what you're shooting for. I like it. I, like it.
1: <laughs> I really don't know what you classify. I'm one of those people. I uh, I'm inspired by a multitude of things. You know, I have, my dad grew me up on, um, you know, punk, hip hop, uh, a lot of funk, uh, Tejano music, just a, a blend of stuff. And I like to think when I, when, I make, when I create, it's just pulling from those, and I never really know what's going to come out. Yeah. I think the groove is just ingrained in me. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I like that it's really unique. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard his music, go ahead. It's Dapper Soul is the, is the name. It's not mm-hmm. just you, right? You are partnered with a friend. Enoch and Johnson. Enoch Johnson. And so Dapper Soul is the collective name that of you guys so what so i'm telling them you know go check out dapper soul but what does that name even mean dapper soul
1: so dapper soul is the uh, man it's the love child between me and enoch and just uh it basically means so dapper when you when you call something dapper it's well trimmed it's handsome. I mean, it can look like that. It can ah, look like you know. Uh-huh. So if you say "soul," S O L, Spanish for light, it's okay. also do re mi fa sol. It's the fifth uh, note in the range, tonic range, uh, but it's also soul. So it's a triple entendre. Okay. So just describing the state of our souls with Jesus. And just how we should present ourselves.
0: Okay, okay. So what pushed you to even pursue music and pursue Dapper Soul, the creativity of it? Um, I guess first answer the, I kind of asked two questions. Answer, what even pushed you or motivated you to go to music? To pursue and do music?
1: It's crazy because that was never what I wanted to do. Uh, a lot of people don't know, or few, very few know. I was a sketch artist for years. You know, I did contests. I did. I was that that nerdy artist guy in the corner. Uh, then I got into uh, story writing, and actually ended up writing. You know, still I, I put these in competitions too, but fan, fiction, fantasy stuff. Uh-huh. And then that somehow led into songwriting, and uh, you know, a lot of worship leaders don't do hip hop or don't do funk yeah which so i'm kind of in this lane where i don't really have people to look at Uh you know from a worship standpoint but uh that's where i started was church my uncle put a guitar in my hands and said here here's four chords here's a song get to it and then i found out i could rap and sing it just kind of came out of whatever god had tucked in my soul Mm, you know okay and got into producing and Uh, high school, when I got into high school, every single day, I would just be writing, Mm -hmm. writing, looking at other people's songs, figuring out how do I get to this level? Mm -hmm. I obviously am trash, but I kept going. I kept going, you know, failed, failed a few grades, but (laughs) not like get held back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the lecture was happening and I was writing a song about like taking an Eminem song and trying to flip it to the mm. Christian version, I was like, "I'm a, I'm to be the, I'm to be the, the Christian I'm Eminem." Yeah, uh, Skittle. <laughs> I think people call me Skittle. Some Aaron Saltero, that that brother called. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny. But you uh-huh. know, those little things, whether I knew it or not, led into where I'm at now. Yeah, and I don't even consider myself an art like a full blown. You an
0: artist. <laughs> you an artist. Don't even play. You an artist.
1: It, it's still like my brain is still in that time period mm-hmm. in terms of I'm hungry for it, but I could be I could be a little I could work and practice and get a little better to yeah. where I'm hearing what I'm hearing in my head. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then you know. Did I got I did worship. I became a worship leader at a high school and then Dapper Soul came about when me and Enoch met out at a open mic and found out we liked the same music and I was like, huh. And I was like, man, well I, I, I kinda like I kinda do like experimental hip hop. Uh he had heard some of my SoundCloud stuff and was a fan. Uh-huh. And I was like, We should do something. Yeah. And so we went to my <laughs> studio in the room. And for those of you who know Anger Room, Anger Room was the first song we ever did. We were, we were like, man, let's do something straight hip-hop, jazzy, bouncy, but let's just give it that in-your-face lyricism. And, man, we just bounced off each other well.
0: That's nice. So it
1: went from <clears throat> doing that in high school to worship, and then me and Enoch starting that and then it just all meshed.
0: Yeah. And so it really all began with you finding out your music talent at church though, right? Yeah. And then like it becoming an escape from like I guess maybe like school and like the stressful stuff in life. Is that is that like a correct assumption?
1: So, yeah. So I've always been I have an ADHD brain, so I, <laughs> I'm wired a little differently. So when I yeah. see stuff, it's in colors and shapes. And when I would look at those lyrics, my obviously I wasn't paying attention to the lecture. Mm-hmm. I would drift off into the page and think, "Man, what am I wanting to show people through this?" Mm. I could see myself on stages performing these, mm. and it was just I got excited. That's what kept me going. This excitement, that's good, and the motivation for it. And,
0: yeah. Man. Was there anyone that you, like, particularly looked up to or someone that inspired you, I guess, within, like, you starting to pursue your career?
1: So, uh, Toby Mac, in the beginning. Uh-huh. So it was actually a song of his with Lecrae that I did at a youth camp. Uh-huh. So it was rapping and singing, and people were like, oh, my god!" Which
0: song? Do you remember which song it was? Forgiveness. Because we
1: all make mistakes sometimes. Okay, you know, that's a good one. It's yeah. Uh, it was four chords, it was easy to play, capo <laughs> four, and then I just learned it and I said, I don't think I even planned on playing it, but my friend had a friend named Kobe Graham that he was another guitar guy and he's like, Yeah, bro, just go for it. Yeah. You know, pushed me to do it and then
0: That's awesome. Took it, they
1: took video videos, my mom saw it and was like, Oh my gosh, our kid actually has talent. <laughs> <laughs> he's but, useful
0: for something. <laughs>
1: pretty much pretty
0: much what has been the hardest thing do you think um becoming an artist because you are in the beginning phases right of like your music era um what has been the most difficult or challenging thing so far that you can see
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it's really and going back to what you said the question before. It was really looking at those influences. Like mm. I looked up Anderson Pack, Aesop Rock, like got into some underground stuff, and looking at what made these people great. What makes them great? And saying what what do I have naturally mm. that makes me stand out? Yeah. And the the hard part was finding that because I dealt with a lot of that insecurity, lack of confidence. Gotcha. Just. There's a number of things happening, but it's really finding your voice and looking at other people, looking at the bad examples and the good and knowing like, man, I want to produce, but mm-hmm. I want to write and I want to do, I want to do everything, you know, which it's <laughs> great. It's great to want, but yeah, it's also realizing you got to start with one thing or you're going to stress out right, and just run yourself dry. So I guess to really answer your question, uh, Finding confidence in your voice. Okay. And allowing yourself room to grow. You know, even if it doesn't sound like what you want, mm-hmm. you say, here's Keep a starting wishing. point. Let's go from here.
0: Yeah. I think baby steps is really key, right? Because I feel like it can be hard when you are a creative person. Like you like dream big and you aim big and then it's like all the way up here and you're trying to go all the way up there without taking the steps that you should be taking, like the smaller steps to get to that big goal you have. You just want to get to that big goal, you know? I feel like that can be really challenging, um, taking those small steps to get to that big thing that you can see, you know?
1: And that's the the crazy thing about – being a Christian, anything, mm-hmm. a musician, is that, you know, even even me, I started listening to a lot of Christian music, and then I went from there into more secular, to more underground, because there's stuff to learn even from them. Yeah. And I was like, man, was there a way to mesh all this and make something that's not being played on the radio, but something that's me? Mm. And I, I saw it, I could see it, but I was like, what is that? What does that look like mm. what's the sound and you know that it it's a process yeah you know especially when you envision this and you can see this but it's like that stuff takes time right years months for me years yeah you know I've been practicing and developing this stuff since uh freshman year of high school so maybe nine years probably eight I don't know it's <laughs> yeah. makes me sound old. taking
0: you a while to get to where you are now, you know, because of the process, you know, and you yeah. you, you can't get to step five without going through two, three and four after completing <laughs> step one. And yeah, I think you have the nail on the head like patience, you know, like not only patience with the process, but patience with yourself, because you need to grow in some areas. The Lord has to do some some shoveling. Off of things in you, you know, and to create the person and the space that he needs for you and to reach your goal, to reach yeah. your dream, what you want to pursue, you know
1: yeah Whew. yeah, it you know, and that's the that's the superpower of trusting in Jesus. Mm-hmm. not to sound cliche or corny, but it's so I mean it's so true. you know, uh, once I got to the point where I've truly surrendered. And I said, Lord, you, you take this creativity. You take whatever's going on in my brain. Bring it to life in the way you want it to, if it's in your will. Yeah. And so far, it, this, I mean, it's just the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, those things that I, could, that I imagined but just didn't know what it looked like. Right. They started having, they started taking form and having faces. And I could recognize it. And I was like, that was there all along. I just, mm. it just looked alien to me. Yeah. Because I'm not God, you know. I can't right. orchestrate things so perfectly, you know. Like, did I know that he would bring me here back in high school? That I think, man, I'm actually practicing something I'm going to be doing in the future. <laughs> like, you don't know that. Right. But you you get excited. Just going through the
0: motions yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: who, who, and that's the, the crazy thing about dreaming big or uh, you just feel like the Lord... Puts it on you to pursue something creative. When you are creative, it's just part of your being. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, one thing I like to tell myself is creativity is a muscle. And to to expand it, to make it more colorful, colorful to, to expand the palette, you got to work it. Mm-hmm. I am, therefore I create. God is creative, so therefore we create because of him, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So what made you also, there's Christians out there that um, they make content or they they begin in some creative area pursuing something, but they don't really, I don't want to say include God in that, but they don't make it about their faith. Why have you chosen to, like, really implement your faith and, like, just your Christian nature into what you're producing, instead of just being a regular hip hop funk artist.
1: Abstract, Neil. I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a term for it. Abstract, <laughs> I Neil. <know>. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's the. Uh, I think that's the beauty of my first album, Twist the Paragons. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not, I can't call it 100% mine. Which I'm not, you know, I'm not mad about, because me and Enoch had some great, you know, experiences developing the songs and writing and just bouncing off of each other's brains. Yeah. Um, the songs, some of the, s- some songs on there, I, I'm sure people don't know, started when I was in a really, really nasty, dark time.
0: So it and wasn't that it wasn't you were coming. just like this perfect Christian guy that just.
1: Oh my gosh! No, I had know, all the
0: right things to say.
1: <laughs> you know, I was doing things with, yeah, um, you know, sparing the details in the bottle, you know, on the sticky, all all sorts of that. Yeah, dark situations. But you know, I knew I wanted to make music, and Enoch, you know, he 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 was that person. I, you know, I had Christian friends. I had the non-Christian friends. I wasn't, like, exclusive to any of them. Mm-hmm. But he was always that person that when he wrote verses, it did reflect back to God. He had the bars. He had the lyricism. But you knew you knew what he was pointing to. Mm-hmm. And I would try to take it and say, nah, we got to, like, put it in a subliminal, make it subliminal, make it a metaphor. And, you know, I was good at that stuff. I was good at writing verses that could, you know. Anyone could sing, anyone, mm. you know, which isn't a bad thing. Right. But it wasn't from a place of, God, I want to glorify you. Mm. So, like, even Anger Room, I saw some of those earlier tracks weren't trying to glorify God. I, I was like, it's going to have a Christian appeal to it. Yeah. But it's not coming from that place. Mm. Which, over time, as it developed, and this is, I just say this album because it was such a development, such a growth for me. And a I, growth
0: for you spiritually
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. creatively especially spiritually mm-hmm. and just finding man this is who god made me to be why should i be ashamed of that
0: mm-hmm. that's good
1: and just some of the last half of the album just reflects that new change so it's kind of a, a uh it's like a there's a story in there yeah but just reflects that growth and that process
0: Wow, so. awesome. Why did you choose to name it Twisted Paragons? What's behind that <laughs> Twisted Paragon?
1: <laughs> oh, Lord, okay. So uh, for all my Sherman folk, you know uh, Paragon Realtors? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. Actually,
0: a house down the street just got sold by Paragon. And yeah. I, I told him, I was like, oh, it's Paragon, it's Bryson Bates.
1: So... <laughs> Funny story, Dapper Soul was not Dapper Soul in the beginning. We were PT Paragon. Portal to Paragon. Portal to Paragon. That's what that was the name. Okay. Okay. So we were driving and thinking the names and Enoch saw the sign. Paragon. He was like, Let's use that. He looked it up and it, you know, Paragon was regarded as the perfect example of something. So for, as a Christian, that's easy. That's that's Jesus, you know. And we could be the portal to Jesus. Ooh. And it, it was cool. Yeah. But something didn't sit right as a name duo name for us. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if it's me being picky, but uh eventually I came I came with the name Dapper Soul because it just fit with us. And then PT Paragon, I took Paragon and I said, that can still be used for something. Mm. Why don't we since this is a reflection of us and kind of our process. To righteousness and Jesus, mm-hmm. let's call it twisted paragons, because Jesus is the perfect one, right? But we're the twisted paragons. It can get deeper from there, but it's pretty, it's pretty surface level for the most part. But yeah, it came from a came from a realtor. <laughs>
0: so your title, "Twisted Paragons," is really us then being yeah. the twisted versions of Jesus. Yeah. I like that.
1: That's awesome, and it and it never says that name explicitly in there, mm-hmm. but at, at one point it does worship the perfect paragon above. Mm. So it's more of a metaphorical. I'm, I'm a poetry guy. I can. You, you, <laughs> you know.
0: can, if you listen to the songs, you will know that it's a lot of metaphors. A lot of you go deeper in the lyrics. You know, I've I remember we were listening to. Uh, the songs when you had your album release party, Mm. and you had the lyrics, and I was like, wow. Like, reading them is so different than just singing them. Because you sing along, because it's so groovy and catchy, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're just vibing with it. And then you look at the lyrics, and you're like, does it mean what I think? That means like that's deep, you know, um, and that's what I liked about your music because, yeah, you're my friend, right? So it's I could be like, yeah, I like your music because you're my friend, but like yeah, for so my <laughs> for me personally, it was like, I like that. I like the poetry behind it. I like because I mean, okay, so example, I, I like to listen to NF like. I, I get along with NF. I vibe yeah. with his music. A lot of people are like, mm. so even my husband, right, Ricky? He's like, I can't listen to NF. I don't know how you do it. He's just, he's just so like out there. Like the what he's saying, the what he's spitting out is like, yeah, it's like it's dark and it's like. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like I I I like that, you know. And with your music, I think that's something that's like, why I like it is because of the poetry. The lyrics, how rich they are! Like you got to go deeper. Like it's not just you know what it says. Like it's not about a twisted paragon. It's about us being twisted versions of Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. like
1: <laughs> man, and that's that's the one thing that I uh, I always wanted to excel in was lyricism. Mm. So the the cool thing about our dynamic, Enoch, a great lyricist, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of my favorite verses are from him he's more of a surface level guy Mm -hmm. so the contrast of me being more poetic i think it blends well it reminds me of a for this may be an exclusive group but if you ever listen to outcast andre 3000 and big boy Mm -hmm. were the same way same dynamic so it's like polar opposites or even style of writing mesh together well Mm -hmm. so poetry for me I never liked I never liked putting it on a tray and saying, Here you go. Yeah. I was like, man, you can read. I mean you can understand a little bit, but I always I want you to dive deep because I speak in imagery. I'm like, how can I use images to convey a message? But it could mean two or three different things.
0: Yeah. I love that. I don't know. I love that. I
1: don't know.
0: That's awesome. So fun fact. You sang "Color Me," which is a song on the on the um, Twisted Paragons album. <laughs> you sang "Color Me" acoustically yeah. at my wedding for yeah. my first dance.
1: That Man. was awesome.
0: That was beautiful.
1: First time anyone <laughs> ever had me perform a original. Yeah, that was crazy.
0: Okay. had it even? It hadn't released yet, right? Or had it released? I don't think it did when you sang it I up. I think
1: it was like fresh, okay. freshly released. Maybe it was. At that point.
0: Okay. But that's the only romantic song, right? So far. So far. Yeah, that so you far. have released. Um, who inspired you to write Color Me? Because it's obviously about love and a woman. Um, who inspired you to write Color Me? Um, where does it come from?
1: Whoa. Why this, is it this, this, even
0: on the album?
1: All right, this has a really, <laughs> really interesting story. So, uh, my one, my lady, uh, Stephanie Zambrano. We. Oui. My, my my Boricua. She. Uh,
0: shout out to all the Boricuas out there. Yeah, shout out to my, Represent brown my
1: sugar curly headed babies. <laughs> uh, so this song, so early on in Twisted Paragons, when it wasn't even Twisted Paragons, it was gonna be a demo. Okay. I had actually talked with a guy who worked in the industry and he was like, Man, don't even worry about big production stuff. Just put a demo together, three songs and a cover song. Boom. Uh huh. I said, Okay, I might as well. Yeah. So it was Anger Room, I Sore Owls, and then it was a song called Anywhere by Anderson Pack. It was it's a G Funk song, but it's it's a little dirty. It's not like okay. oh I'm having sex but you know what it's talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, love, I
1: love. I, don't get me wrong; it's just a, a little, solid lust, a little
0: piece. lustful.
1: It is. It is. <laughs> it, it's a great piece, but you yeah, know, not meaning wise. So we, I did that, uh, and I was going to keep it on the album because I had actually made an early version and then came back and updated the sound completely. Mm. So I take old tracks. It happened with DMTM. There's an old version and then there's a read. Uh, not a remix, but a refreshed version. Mm. So I did that, and it was going on the album. It was it was almost finalized until my uh, Stephanie heard it and said, "Is this going on the album?" <gasps> she said, like,
0: oh, "Hold up, brother. Yeah. Hold up. What are you and trying to say?"
1: I had already had reservations about it because mm-hmm. I knew, but I was like, "Man, I put so much work into making, mm. to tweaking it, the harmonies." Yeah. I was like a lot can't of time, restart. I'm trying to release this album, and she said, "Nah, nah, try try something new there," because Ena had already written a verse that was, you know, love positive, positive, love positive, woman positive, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all race, all color, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. fantastic verse. Yeah, but uh, huh, I sang the explicit parts, <laughs> so then I sat down, reworked the song, the chords, the bass line, redid it. Yeah. And one line stuck in my, one word stuck in my head was color me.
0: Why color me?
1: It actually comes from an old R&B group, Color Me Bad. So when you say color me, it means consider me. So if you color me bad, color me in love. It's like, consider ah. me in love. So I was like, let's take the, let's take the colors and.
0: That's smart.
1: It just, I reworked it, redid the verses. I was like, what are people going to sing? And then me and Enoch, I had the first and third line of the chorus done. And Enoch came in and filled in the rest. Don't need a reason to get stuck in my, you know. Yeah. And the rest was history.
0: Wow. I love that because it touches on what you spoke about earlier, how this didn't all start from a place of like wanting automatically to glorify the Lord with Mm -hmm. it, but it came from the place that you were at in that time. And so even this song stems from a moment and time in which, you know, like, again, it just didn't, you didn't know where it was going to be taken you followed your heart in writing a song about a romance and then later on the lord was like hey let me change that up for you this is what the love i want you to have
1: looks like it's almost poetic in the sense that it sounds crazy the worship leader almost had a sex song and flipped it into a love song <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of poetic in the way you can you know how god takes something twisted and perfects That's it crazy. and refines it so that song is very much I love that. A testament to that. Yeah. So, shout out, Minovia.
0: Hey, the porico out there. Oh, you know what it is. So, what is um, some advice that you would give to someone who's trying to pursue the same career that you're pursuing?
1: This is wild. I know. So, <laughs> advice that I would have wanted to hear or that I would tell myself
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: really depends on how you're starting out or you want to be a DIY, learn how to produce, learn how to write. Anyone can say that, but you really got to learn the details of it to be great with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My advice is, you know, if you're able to find mentors, you know, people who have done the same thing you want to do, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or even, you know, even other artists, they don't even have to be big. One advice someone gave to me was, if you're networking, if you're building with people, don't build vertical, build horizontal. Because you can't, like, I, I can't make a song and, and email Drake. Like, mm. what's Drake going to do? Use my song? He doesn't even know who I am. I have mm-hmm. no credibility. Yeah. You know? So one advice, a part, good advice that I would give is, no matter what you're doing, oh, that voice cracked, no matter what you're doing, <laughs> Build horizontal. That's good. Because if you build with people on that same level, those are people you can grow with, who can make you better. Uh, And those are people you'll have with you for life if that's where they're going too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So never vertical. Because that's that's also crazy. Like, you know, like I'm going to hand out bootleg CDs at someone's concert. (laughs) Listen to my stuff. Please listen. (laughs) They used to do that. It was crazy.
0: Dang. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. That's, I mean, that's good advice. I mean, I even take that, you know, it's like with me, I'm beginning this new journey podcasting. It's like, I can't reach up to this famous podcaster. Like, mm-hmm. I got to start with my people that are growing with me and their new careers and their new, Thanks. you know, like, that's where I got to start because that's where I'm at right now. You know, yeah. one day, maybe I'll get there, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you see in the future for Dapper Soul or for you personally as an artist?
1: I got plans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, definitely for Dapper Soul, that was a a toe in the door Mm -hmm. or a foot. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I definitely have plans to do more with Enoch and just pushing that brand out. As mm-hmm. well as I have some solo projects planned.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, uh, what? Look, solo projects?
1: I'll tell you this. Uh, the single I'm working on now, uh-huh. I made it when I was finishing Twisted Paragons. Uh-huh. And I was sitting in my room with it. And I just, I just, you know, just in worship and prayer and just writing. Yeah. And I had a whole concept come to me, a whole project. So it. Uh, just adds to the list of stuff to make. Wow. You know? Nice. Uh so definitely more of that. Definitely going to try to do more merch, merchandise.
0: And but and- for the people who are watching like actually on YouTube and stuff, um I'm wearing one of his shirts or hoodies, the only one that was available at his release album party.
1: You stole it from my mom. I
0: did. She was kind of sad. She took a picture of me in it. She was like, I need a picture of you at least because I didn't buy it. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, and the cover of it is actually the song Owls that's on his Twisted Paragon's um, album. So, yeah. If you're wondering, this is actually his merch. For Yes. Yes. So what are some ways you think that Dapper Soul has been thriving um, since the first single to now the album that you guys have released? Because this is called the Thriving Thursday podcast. So you got to tell Ooh. us, in what ways do you feel ha- that this Ooh. has been thriving?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Look.
0: He's Let me pull on my list right quick, lady. Don't
1: need to. Say- <laughs> no. Thriving. So...
0: Yeah, because ah, so we, we're made to thrive. Like, am I wrong? Or am I right? Because I, 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 the Lord made us to thrive. He yeah. wants you to live your best life in his way, obviously, right? Like, Man. you know, but
1: right? I would say so when we first released Anga Room," mm-hmm. it was kind of testing the waters. Okay. At that point, we had met y'all. We had met. All right. Mm. Mm, come on, buddy. We had <laughs> met the group and kind of established that community. Yeah. So we released it and there was people who actually listened and actually put it out there, which I don't think if we didn't have y'all, we didn't have the group, the friend, the community, it wouldn't have happened the same.
0: Mm.
1: So then in that process, I saw and then I'll just I was learning mixing and mastering. So that's why it took longer cuz I was just refining, refining. And then by the point the album was ready, people were already expecting it. And you know now I'm even to the point where I'm trying to, I don't know if I should leak it. Sorry manager, uh, I'm trying to do like acoustic sessions of the songs. okay, you know, perform actually performing them. Okay, in different mediums because I'm a guy who uh, I like the studio version
0: mm-hmm. but also
1: have an acoustic version. And, like, different other varieties. Just saying,
0: the acoustic color me at my wedding for the first dance was beautiful. Just it sweat. was beautiful. Um, I remember I told you, actually, you could use that footage to make a whole acoustic color me video. Like, do it. Because it was just so good. So, I'm excited to hear that.
1: Big, big plans. Yeah. But, I mean, even just to now, like, these plans, none of this would have been possible if we hadn't just, if we hadn't put the song out. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot to learn, a lot of growing pains with it. Yeah. But the people around me, y'all, Stephanie, you know, Ender, every, everybody around me has been so supportive yeah. and actually likes the music. It's which one is thing nuts. to be supportive
0: and not like the music, right? Because then yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, I support you. But, like, you're it's... not going to go share that with your friends.
1: Mm. <laughs> which inspires me because this, yeah. is, this is coming from a kid who started with crap, like a – Panties on a pop filter, like crappy equipment, <laughs> DIY, thinking, man, I never you gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful. That's awesome. Know? And from here, I I gotta make the best I can because people are listening. Yeah. So
0: No, yeah. Um, can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you spit a freestyle?
1: Oh Lord. <laughs> a freestyle. Can you
0: it don't have to be rap if you don't want to. It could be, well, that's... I don't know, anything, something. Give us something.
1: Well, just so I don't let my brain go off the rails, I have one on top of my head. Oh,
0: shoot. Okay, go for it. Go for it.
1: Four, three, lift off. Early photo to kick off. Socket for the plugs. That's where they got that. Kilowatt. Two, won't listen. Wars for the pigeons. Send the word to carnivores. I ain't the one you want. Dirty martyrs won't starboard when a gold wind gets harder. More death for the bloodstained, the ones to risk it all. You, meek, listen. Amongst dirty dishes, don't matter when the scraps scream, more for attention. You ain't gotta listen to my figure of speech, but my skills are toward the force. I'm potential to be a whole billion dollar baby bill for battle. I mean, shot the competition like Sith Lords. Look, see. Too free for the Afrites. Heathen bred with swagger. Elohim in my lead, and NASA rewrote my patterns. Ooh. If the boogeyman bleeds while we jump with a breeze, oh the antics are tired in the least.
0: Wow. Just there so y'all you know, know, I did not ask him or tell him I would be asking him just a bit of freestyle. I promise you I put it, I put it on everything. I did it. So that was awesome.
1: I don't know what I just said. Girl. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that
0: (laughs) no for real thank you thank you for joining us and being here with us today it was a pleasure to have you I love talking with you and just picking at your creative brain you're really unique well thank you for having me for everyone that's listening um, seriously go check out Dapper Soul um, on Spotify, Apple Music go listen to Twisted Paragons and go support our brother thank you stay tuned for next Thursday's Thriving Thursday podcast
1: peace